I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. There is a powerful, powerful story in Luke's gospel in chapter 24 and beginning at the 13th verse and carrying on to the 35th verse. I'm not going to take the time to read it all. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what happened though. These two men were walking from Jerusalem some seven miles to the little village of Emmaus. And they were talking about what had happened in the, the death and burial of Jesus and that there were those who said He had risen from the dead and others said someone had stolen His body and they're discussing all these things when all of a sudden a stranger appeared and started walking with them. It was Jesus but they didn't recognize Him because He had shrouded or hidden His identity from them. And He said to them, what are you talking about? And they said, are you the only person in this part of the world that has not heard about what's just happened in Jerusalem? Are you not aware of Jesus of Nazareth and His trial, a mock trial? And are you not aware that Pilate sentenced Him to death? Are you not aware that He was crucified by the Romans and, and that they put His body in a borrowed grave? And now, that they, now they think He's risen from the dead. Are you not aware of all these things? And they talked and they talked. And He began to, to quote the Scripture and tell them that all these things had to come to pass. And He began to give them prophecies from the Bible. And... Um, they were about to part company and, the, and the, the two of them said to the stranger, why don't you come in and eat with us? And he did and sat down and he opened the scriptures and talked to them. And then he took a loaf of bread and he broke it. Perhaps they were aware of what had happened in that special room with the disciples when Jesus broke bread and took the cup and served the first communion saying, this bread is my body broken for you and this cup represents the new deal, the new covenant in my shed blood shed for the remission of sin. Perhaps they had heard that story. They weren't there. They weren't one of the disciples. But they had heard the story. But when He broke the bread, suddenly the veil was dropped and Jesus' identity was known to them. And the Bible says He disappeared. By the way, someone has had pain on the right side of your back. You're being healed right now. That's you. Let me know who you are. And they said, and I want to read this passage in verse 32, Did not our hearts burn within us while He talked with us on the road and opened the Scriptures to us? Did not our hearts burn? They had burning hearts for the things of God. Do you know people who are cold-hearted? I do. You don't want to be around them very much, do you? You want to leave the room where a cold, cold-hearted person is. A person with a burning heart is a person who has a renewed devotion for God. Now, if you study the Bible, you'll find that oftentimes God associated His presence with fire. For example, in the, someone's being healed in your left ear right now. In the book of Genesis, in chapter 15 and verse 17, the Bible says that after Abraham had cut the sacrifices that God passed through the circumstances in the form of a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. Then in the book of Exodus, there are three particular, uh, three particular stories about, about God's appearance through fire. For example, when He spoke to Moses, He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. And then He directed the children of Israel with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And then in Exodus 19, when, they, when Moses was at Mount Sinai, the Bible says that God descended on it in fire. 
Now, of course, the one that's most familiar to us as Christians is in the upper room when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, and there appeared on the top of their heads, as it were, tongues of fire. Oftentimes, God's presence in the Bible is associated with fire. Now, there are three ways to put out a fire. Number one, you can pour water on it. Number two, you can smother it. Or number three, you can just neglect it, and it'll burn out on its own. Consider the story in the Gospel of Luke, and also in John, of Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus. Every time we see Mary, she's at the feet of Jesus. She's there listening to Him teach and preach and watching Him do miracles. Or she is pouring perfume on His feet and, and uh, drying it with her hair and with her tears. Martha was at the feet of Jesus. And, excuse me, Mary was. And Martha became upset. And she said to Jesus, Can't you do something about, about my sister? Can't you get her to help me in the kitchen? And uh, Jesus said, Martha, you're worried about all these things, but Mary has chose the better thing to do, to be at my feet. In other words, you don't have me here long, Jesus was, it was saying, so to speak. And Mary has chose the finer things, to be at my feet. A burning heart is ignited by three things. Prayer, the Word, and action. Prayer is the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy. Two, the Word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's Word will never pass away. And third, action, which means obedience. It's not just getting the Word in you. It's got to come out of you. It's not just talking about helping people. It's reaching out and helping them. It's not just saying, well, uh, uh, bless you in the name of the Lord. No, it's about praying over them. Prayer is the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy. When Paul and Silas were in jail, they prayed and they worshipped. And an earthquake came and the jail, the prison was shaken and the jail door swung open and they were released and wound up leading the jailer and his family to the Lord Jesus Christ. When Peter was put in jail for his faith, a group of people prayed and an angel came and he was released from prison. Prayer is the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy. And the Word of God, heaven and earth will not pass away, but this Word will not pass away. And action. This program is about action. Faith without corresponding action. Faith, faith without works is dead. Is your heart burning for the Lord? My heart is filled with the fire of God to reach out and to touch people where they are and to minister to you in the authority of Jesus' name. And I pray right now for God's power to touch you and to fill you and to burn you up. <laughs> we might say, as the Bible says, to burn off the chaff, the things that are not of God, and allow that burning fire. Consume me, Lord, is what I'm saying. Consume me with your burning fire, that I may reach the nations and reach people like you with the saving, healing power of Jesus Christ. I'm praying that your heart will warm up <laughs> and catch on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God. If you feel like you need special prayer, call the prayer group at 918 495-7777 or send me an email at oralroberts.com or write me and let me pray over you and let me help ignite a fire in you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody give praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918 
495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.